0: David, do you know what blows my mind more than anything in the world?
1: What is it this week?
0: Inconsistency with people and COVID. I'm talking, I'm at Costco this morning, minding my own business, and I realized that they only have two tills open. And both of these tills lines go to the back of the store, effectively rendering the middle of the aisles useless because I ain't walking through a bunch of people. Like, why can't you just stand there? at the end of the aisle and be patient, wait your turn, move up to the next one, but be considerate to other people. Fuck. That's so annoying.
1: I'm sorry. We're people at least least wearing masks.
0: Well, it's mandatory in the Waterloo region.
1: Yeah. But is it mandatory? Mandatory?
0: Yeah. Costco has like a mandatory sign up on the door saying like we have to, or we require it. And this just put me in a bad mood for Xbox day. And then I was sad. I was sad for Xbox Day. Do you want to talk about Xbox Day?
1: Yeah, let's get you happy again. Okay. Hey, whether it's your favorite tabletop adventure, movie, or video game, we've got you covered.
0: Welcome to the Scene On Screen Podcast with your host, Sean mm-hmm. and David. Every time. You're right. It just makes you so happy. Makes you... I, I know. It's bumping. It's a it's a bumping, grooving intro. Can you believe that I have no musical experience whatsoever and I came up with that? Well,
1: that's not your voice, so...
0: No, it's not. <laughs> it's not my sweet and salty voice. Hey, no. okay, David. How are you, buddy? I'm doing quite well, actually. Nice. How... How are you feeling after today? I know we have a a lot to unpack, but uh, today's
1: been been quite interesting because I had to start back up at school again to finish the winter semester. Wow. So yeah, that was uh, weird going to the school. It was like a ghost town and we just kind of did our thing. Everyone stayed, you know, six feet away from each other, which that's a lie. You can't do that in a classroom, especially in a lab. Yeah, and then I uh, came home, got a nice new monitor that Costco freshly delivered to me, which I uh, am noticing right now. There's a dead pixel. Oh, no. Yeah. (laughs) Just my luck. Costco has
0: upset us twice in two minutes and 50 seconds.
1: I'm literally like, oh, there's a red dot on my monitor and the white background here. Well, I guess I got to figure out how to deal with this now.
0: Well, I'm sure the return policy is just as good as their social distancing policies. That's true. I mean. But yeah,
1: then I watched the Microsoft. Uh, what What is it called? The Game Showcase?
0: Yeah, the Xbox Showcase Xbox 2020.
1: Show- yeah, it was like their second one. So let's get right into that.
0: I mean, we should start off by saying that Microsoft has put us into a unique situation. Where yeah, they've,
1: they've tossed things up for us.
0: Yeah, they threw a massive grenade into just our show. Nobody yeah. else's. They were like, you know, Phil Spencer called David and I earlier. He was like, boys, fuck
1: you. That's what I, he I, said. Big
0: one. <laughs> <He> just, <laughs> that, that's what the grenade said too. It just said, fuck you. Yeah. Um, it was like
1: um Wiley Coyote with the gun, right? The bang gun. Is it Wiley Coyote that has the gun? And then it always goes bang. Yes. Has a
0: sign. Or when Elmer Fudd gets it and yeah. he tries to shoot Bugs Bunny and it yeah. breaks, yeah, yeah. Um, so we will state uh, because this is a video game showcase or uh, a gaming conference breakdown, we will follow our same four procedure or uh, our four categories and ranking as in pre-order, wait for review, bargain bin, and hard pass. The only thing that we will disclaim and. Phil says it early in the presentation is that all games we saw today will be available on game pass,
1: which is sweet,
0: but it was also the only real big fuck you it sent to Sony. Um, as you're going to learn throughout this, this show today for somebody who's very invested in a lot of Microsoft stuff. And I, I enjoy my Xbox. I was a Sony old owner and I didn't own an Xbox. Today's show wouldn't have sold me a console. And I didn't even tell that to David before the show because I wanted him to to hear my reaction I as shook. it came out.
1: I am shook.
0: You you didn't see that one coming, did you? No, I didn't. It was um, it wasn't the strong. I mean, their first show wasn't strong to begin with. Their
1: first show was pretty limp. It's like a wet noodle that doesn't stick on the wall when you throw it.
0: Now, what I will say about this before we get into games is to compare it to Sony's presentation would be unfair because Microsoft has now had two presentations where Sony has had one. But you got to see in this one a little bit more in-engine stuff, and it wasn't doing this whole, oh, this video was optimized for PS5 and stuff. So I, I will give Microsoft credit for that. However, there wasn't enough for me to be like, like I know I'm pre-ordering an Xbox anyways, but there wasn't enough for me that if I was just a Sony user to jump ship from Sony. And like, I saw some comments on even like the Xbox, like live stream saying, Hey, thanks for selling me a PS five. I don't think it was that extreme, but I do believe that Microsoft failed to read the room. And you can see kind of like as the presentation goes on, they, they were either aware of it or they were just like, fuck it, whatever. You know,
1: I don't, I don't know. I, I feel pretty good about this, this one. I, okay. Like I get it. We have our, our buy rent bargain bin, not get it. But I think the fact that Microsoft is allowing, um, pretty much all Game Pass Ultimate owners or just Game Pass really, you don't even need Ultimate um, all Game Pass owners to have access to all of the games that they showed and there's some pretty big name games on there too Oh yeah, um, huge Just at launch, and, and I said this to you while I was watching it um, I don't really need to buy any games for the Series X at launch
0: Yeah, no, you're totally right, right. Like, and-,
1: and and the thing is, like, there are some games on there that I, I I, will buy because I want to support the developers and I, I want to show um, that there is or help show that there is interest in some of these games um, which is exactly what happened with a lot of West like gamers and the Yakuza series um, yeah. because people were actually buying the game so then the studio realized that there was a big enough demand in the west and they kept making the game so um, but the fact that you can get access to all of these games um, right Right at launch, like what, when they launch, is uh, actually a great thing. And when you said that this conference or this uh, presentation didn't really, if you were a Sony gamer, didn't really want to make you jump ship or join Team Xbox, um, I think the fact that they are giving everyone, the opportunity to play these games at launch for the price of their game pass subscription, which really is like the cost of what, two games per year or something like that.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. That, that is a big kind of stab at Sony because Sony only has like Sony has PlayStation now, but it's nowhere near the quality of um, game pass. So, I think now the ball with that the ball's in Microsoft's or Sony's court now for them to kind of respond to that. They yeah. have they have PlayStation now. They they very well could be like, you know, all of these games or we're going to have PlayStation exclusives launch and available on PlayStation now. But I don't know.
0: You you're definitely not wrong and as somebody who like has already pre-ordering the system, I'm not overly concerned with the state of Microsoft or Xbox. I'm still assuming at some point we're going to get an actual name for the Xbox. It's not just going to be called the Series X.
1: Oh, it's 100,000% is called the Series X.
0: No, I'm I'm calling it.
1: That's what they they named it. So
0: there's
1: going to be this, like, it's the Xbox Series. So then there's going to be maybe like a, a digital one. Or a smaller one, so it would be like the Series S, uh, or the Series D for digital, or Series E for... Everyone. Yeah. <laughs> so you can only play games rated E for E for everyone. You know what I mean? So things like that. But I'm like 99% sure that um, this. I don't is, know. that's the name. Because if you look Microsoft
0: at... Microsoft has healed turned before, though. They've but done it- this...
1: They've shown a lot of the cover. They've shown cover arts already with the uh, optimized for Series X logo plastered f- dead front center. Right, yeah,
0: That's true. That is very true. Um, just quickly before we go into the games. When it comes to Microsoft releasing all these games with Game Pass specifically, Do you think Microsoft is in a position now where they're just going to do a lot of um, they're going to release pretty much anything that they're producing on Game Pass because they know Game Pass is making more than enough money to sustain these developers and people will buy physical copies. So they're not overly concerned, but they announced that with over 10 million Game Pass Ultimate subscribers, not even Game Pass, Game Pass Ultimate subscribers. Like register date and I know some people are paying full price. Like I know I buy the three month cards when they're twenty-four dollars because I don't have that one dollar option anymore. But some people like yourself right. got a year for twelve bucks. And that's just the way it fell for some people and I not think, others.
1: I think you need- for twelve bucks.
0: I thought you did the for every month you had um Xbox Live, you got one or you paid one dollar for
1: No, so they had like their upgrade to Xbox box or game pass ultimate for one dollar but what they did is it transferred your it converted your game Xbox gold at a one to one ratio. Oh okay. So you could um you could stack up to three years, I think it was of Xbox Live gold and then pay the one dollar and convert that over to Game Pass Ultimate.
0: Okay. That's not bad. No. I'm just I'm 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 worried or not worried. I wonder what the financials look like behind this to support such a a drastic move. Because like Halo, as an example, which we're about to just talk about. I know there's people who need to buy it just so they have the physical to sit beside Halo's one through five. Right? Mm -hmm. And then there's gonna be other people who like Gears of War. Like I played Gears Five for free on Game Pass. I didn't have to go out and buy it. But they've got to be making enough money on Game Pass through subscribers that it's not putting a dent into these developers that are owned by Microsoft. So I'd be very curious to see how it works to see the developers get paid and to keep encouraging them to make games. I think
1: um, kind of like the same model that um, Games with Gold right and playstation plus games are is that the developers are paid based off of the number of downloads maybe not the full amount that they would have got for a normal sale but they're still making money off of it
0: makes sense yeah
1: like but you know game pass is like these are all these game studios are or a lot of them right are either first or not first uh, second second party companies right so that's a a company that that's a third party company but that makes games exclusively for you know a specific uh, console so or company so rare is a second party company to Microsoft Um, Retro Studios is a second party company to Nintendo and so um, a lot of these companies are directly funded by Microsoft so yeah, they're, they're going to get some cash back, so to speak, from having their games on Game Pass. And the thing is, is it might also lead to increased sales of some of these games, right? Especially yeah. if games are potentially going to be higher priced, you know, being able to, one, play the game at a no additional cost other than your subscription, right? And then also being able to get a discount on the game with that subscription, um, I think it will get people to buy some of these games before, um, when, when they otherwise wouldn't.
0: Yeah, and I'd be curious also to see, especially with a title like Halo, how long it'll sit on Game Pass. Like maybe it's like no. only three months, and then you have to go buy it, which is like an extended trial, something like that. But let's get into it. Let's get into Halo. All right. I've gotta say, for something that like you knew it was coming, Microsoft heard the people and they were like, okay, we're gonna lead with Halo. I'm just upset that it looked like Halo 5. <laughs> like, I, I I get the environmentals looked a little bit different, and now it's gonna be a little bit more of an open world Halo game. Kind of had like a Halo slash Far Cry kind of mm-hmm. vibe to it, which looked neat and the demo we saw was clearly somebody just trying to show off as much as they possibly could. But that was like also gameplay, which I was kind of like, they set the expectation that gameplay was going to be in every single trailer. And that didn't happen either.
1: Yeah, it, it was, it didn't look anything too special. Um, like the gameplay that they showed, like, yeah, some of the effects and stuff like that were pretty cool right like you could tell that there's more effects going on in the game but overall the the general look of it 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 looked very similar to Halo 5 now granted we just saw a tiny little spot of the game right so maybe later on we'll see some um more gameplay, or you know, later, later on, the game really starts to shine with its environments and stuff like that. Um, but the one thing I was thinking while I was watching that is that the, the trailer that they showed last time, right, that one looked phenomenal. You know, all the character models look great and stuff like that, but then that was also just a pre rendered video. But when you go to the game engine, you know, the, the guy who was who found Master Chief floating in space and is piloting the ship. It just, it doesn't look like it is this super amazing looking next gen game.
0: You're right. It does not at all. It looks like I don't want to go Star Wars squadrons, but it definitely looks like something that's, and like you can tell it's going to come out on both consoles and maybe that's why they're showing it that way. And they're going to show something a little bit more optimized later on which could be the case where you're going to see it at like 60 frames per second versus Mm -hmm. 120, which, okay, cool. I'm for. but why not show us something with a disclaimer that it's in engine or at least give us a tease of what it's going to look like on the series X opposed to showing us what the series X looks like. And then halo. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. And I, I think this goes without saying for me, game pass aside, this would be uh, this is a console seller for me. And if I knew this game was going to be available at launch, which it should be based on the holiday 2020 that it was given. Notice Microsoft stayed away from all dates around the Xbox launch, very
1: very sneaky. Well, there's all they didn't have any release dates for anything.
0: They they did a little bit later on, but it was some stuff. It was like September 7th or November 7th, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. This to me, especially because I will be purchasing the console. If there's a bundle or something that could be had, I believe like I would get halo physically because I know that with my 360, I had halo physically with my Xbox one X, I had uh, halo physically to me. If I wasn't getting it already with game pass, and smart delivery this would be a one that i would get with the console so i'd have the pretty box that says xbox series x you know what i mean yeah so for me this one this one's a no-brainer it's a pre-order slash launch game for me um but again both david and i are going to after halo remove game pass from our vocabulary when it comes to this we're going to pretend that we don't have game pass and we are just consumers we are playstation users looking to get this we'll go go with that how about yourself how do you rate halo
1: wait hold on so i can't even say the word game pass after this
0: you can talk about game pass and its delivery but you can't be like oh well, i'm getting it on game pass so i'm just gonna say bargain man you know what i mean
1: fair enough uh for halo i would halo's always been a reason to get an xbox um so Yes, I would add this to my pre-order list for uh, having it at launch. It's definitely going to be out at launch. You know, Microsoft would be stupid to not release Halo Infinite on the same day as the Series X.
0: Oh, you're absolutely right. Even if it came out a week before the uh, the Series X, that's a mistake. It needs to come out the exact same day because then you're pushing physical copies off the shelf. Because there's still people out there, and like I, I know, I know it to be true. There are people who still buy Xbox Live to just have it. They don't want the Game Pass. They don't want anything to do with the two hundred dollar or what is it, one sixty nine now for a year?
1: Something like that, or like one thirty.
0: Yeah, in Canada, it's fucking atrocious. But like, there's people who don't want to spend that money, which is fine. All the power to them. I I mean, there's some people who want to have just their online for Fortnite and Warzone. is what it is. When it comes to our next online game, I don't know how I feel about it. I wrote in my notes, State of Decay 1 was okay. State of uh, Decay 2 was a broken mess with many flaws at launch. State of Decay 3 is yet to be seen. But we got another trailer, and it was very cinematic, very beautiful. It Uh, It was
1: just cinematic.
0: The zombie deer was fucking terrifying.
1: Yeah, that was pretty cool. I wonder if they will have learned from State of Decay 2.
0: Well, I don't know. The last time I played State of Decay 2, like some of my people just kind of abandoned me because I couldn't help them in in time. But I was like, on the other side of the map, why are you calling me over the walkie-talkie? Like, come on, man. The fact that it's going to be... A game, like I remember when State of Decay 2 came out, it was immediately released on Game Pass. So that's what I know of State of Decay. Um, If I was in a consumer position to purchase the game, I would strongly be leaning towards waiting for reviews or bargain bin, mainly because State of Decay 2, there was some enjoyable parts to it. I thought Mm. the game, the game's concept was incredibly thought out. The execution was poor. I think that's fair to say for the undead Labs game.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, it's great that you can go recruit people to be part of your faction. You can go save other people. You can turn on people and kill them if you need to. But your community working towards a uh, a total goal. And then if you look at the multiplayer, the multiplayer you could only advance your own storyline. And if a person played with you for three hours, you'd have to go back and do it all over again. I don't know if I could get on board with that again, but it's go- it has my interest. I guess is fair to say.
1: Yeah, like I, I think for State of Decay, it's um, I, I was hurt once by Microsoft and State of Decay too. So I'm gonna have to wait for some reviews. The big thing for me especially with like the state of decay games. The big thing for me is like being able to play co-op with this, you know, like I, I like the co-op zombie survival games. Yep. So if we can actually play co-op and, and work together to complete both persons, uh, missions or in story campaigns and stuff like that, um, then yeah, th- this might be uh, worth checking out. Um, otherwise, unless you're just a hardcore... I, and, and clearly the game, the second one sold well enough for them to make a third one, right? Yep. Um, but don't advertise this as a co-op game or having co-op if the co-op is completely broken, right? It's more of it just uh, one person can help someone else play their game and not progress your own. That's not co-op. I don't, I don't agree with them calling that co-op. Just call it online multiplayer with you know, single player progression.
0: Yeah. And State of Decay is a point of contention for both of us in a lot of cases because we always go back to that versus the division and how co-op should be played. For me, State of Decay three is definitely gonna be somewhere in the line in between the line of wait for review and a bargain binner.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be on the same for that one just because like I said, Microsoft hurt me once before.
0: Do you think they would hurt you with a Forza Motorsport with no number at the end?
1: Uh, well, it's does it actually did they just did they just not give it a number because clearly it's Forza Forza Motorsport Eight.
0: Yeah, we we all know that. It's just at what point in time are we going to look at it and be like, is are they rebooting the franchise and just calling it? forza motorsport or is it forza motorsport and then they're going to put like an eight kind of like when mario kart came out with mario kart eight but they turned it slightly so it looked like a infinity
1: true symbol
0: um the one thing i will say about forza is like if you compared it apples to oranges or forza to gran turismo and the fact that they showed this video with um quote unquote in-game engine Forza looks way better. Mm-hmm. My god, they bring out their friend ray tracing, that guy that they kept talking about at the Sony conference. And like w- we know what it is. It's it's a it's a simulation racer. It's not an arcade racer, it's a simulation racer. You want the most beautiful game to possibly show off your console? This is your title. Um when I bought the Xbox 1X, the launch games that I purchased were Dead Rising 3 and Forza, I want to say it was 4. Forza 4 or Forza 5? Forza 5, the one with the the Lambo in the front. Had the Day 1 logo, everything like that. But that game sold the console for me. Looking at the visuals from the trailers and the videos, that game sold the console for me. And I've been a Forza fan for a long time. But this one... This is what you should have ended your show with or led with not Halo. Everybody knew Halo was coming. You should have taken the opportunity to to use the demo that turn 10 sent you to show off the capabilities of the console. I would like, again, this is a console seller for me. So I'm in the the pre-order area for this one. This would be one that I'd buy at launch. See,
1: I'm not a huge racer fan like i like the arcade racers just casually but the simulation racers uh i'll i'll do like two or three races and then be done with the game um and the thing with a lot of these racing games is that they've always kind of been the games to show off what consoles are capable of in terms of you know realistic cars reflections atmosphere environments um but at the same time, it's easy to make something look good when it's um, you know, Go going past your- going past you. No, like in racing games, like yeah, like four is a horizon what four, even three, two looked great, right? But with racing games, because a lot of the the environment is moving past you so quickly, you don't have the time to really stop and smell the roses, so to speak. Right, you're not focused so much on that. You're focused on, you know, your next turn. So, with this um, upcoming Forza game, for me, it's definitely going to be something that I might bargain bin if I if I'm ever so inclined to get it. But I probably won't. I probably won't go out of my way to purchase it. Like if you were to give it to me for my birthday, then I would thank you. And then are, are, it, are
0: you asking me to get it to you for your birthday? No,
1: no. Cause it's going to sit on my shelf and collect dust like for, you know, 364 days of the year. Um, yeah, I, I just probably wouldn't get it.
0: Fair enough. Um, I mean, when I look at Forza, just to finish it off, I think the one thing that I really I really take notice to is not just the vehicle, but like the environment around it and how like they were zooming into the side of the road. I don't know if you caught that.
1: Uh, so yeah. you can see
0: like the dust and the dirt kind of like flick off the tire and stuff. I thought that was a really cool little detail. And that was just showing again, what they can do with the console. But the reflections were immaculate. It just, it, it looked like it was probably the most beautiful game we saw, if not this or if not forza it was the next game we're going to talk about which was Everwild, which is rare's new game
1: just one more thing on forza i wonder when they're going to make the people look more realistic
0: never it's a car game
1: i know but come on like they could at least try and make them look less like characters made in the early 2000s
0: do you remember when need for speed tried that and you could actually get out of your car and walk into other cars what a disaster.
1: Yeah, but that was that was just weird. I just mean like they should work on the models of the, you know, the drivers and the people in the the garages and stuff like that just so that it doesn't look so jarring. You know, like when you watch a movie that has like from the early 2000s, late 90s that had like oh, which was uh The Scorpion King? No. Oh yeah. Scorpion King or The Mummy, right? If you look at the 3D of that, it's like so completely out of place because it's so old. And that's what some of these, that's what the first thing I thought of when I saw the the Forza um, garage. Like, oh, there's all these like nice cars, like the background, the environment looks really cool. And then there's like this guy walking and I'm like, oh, okay, well, there's a sore thumb right there walking along.
0: Yeah. And like <laughs> they, they continually pushed over to the headphones and stuff. They were like, These people look bad, but take a look at the stuff we put on the wall. Yeah. So much cool. All right. Can we do Everwild now? Sure can. Didn't it look neat? Yeah, that's all I really got. They completely ripped off Pokemon, though, because that one creature looked like Venusaur. And you can tell me otherwise, but I swear that's the inspiration. My goodness. Probably. What a cool looking. The colors just. It was very warm and fuzzy. One thing I thought of when I saw this is that they
1: have a shells. What is it? Shells shaded cells, cells shaded look to everything, but everything also has that realistic, you know, 3d uh, look to it, you know? So I think they've taken kind of uh, two very different um, art styles right? You have your more realistic looking 3d animated stuff. And then you have your cell shaded cartoony looking stuff and they merged it into one and it looks really good. I have no idea what kind of game it is though.
0: It was definitely one that I didn't turn away from. I definitely think for someone like me, I'd have to see a lot of reviews. I'm not huge into single player games to begin with. Like I do enjoy the odd one, but I'd rather play socially now With that being said, I would definitely give this a go just based off its beauty, I think. I mean, you shouldn't judge a book by its cover, uh, cover by any stretch of the imagination, but this game looks like it could be something special if we give it a chance. And it's made by Rare, and Rare's trying to get away, with, get away from some of the narratives that they've had previously. So putting it all together, this is definitely a wait for review for me. We don't know a lot about it. But I'm also very intrigued by the the theme that continues on throughout the show. Um, The amount of water that Everwild showed off in the trailer. Like I know State of of Decay did it at the beginning over the bridge where she was standing. Um, And they was like showing that little like creek underneath her. And then this, they just showed a lot of beautiful waterscapes. And I thought that was really cool. And this might be the way that everybody's showing off their friend Ray tracing.
1: Yeah, I, I think with um, with this game, though, um, I'm one. Like I said, we don't know what it's what kind of game it is. So I definitely wait for a review. But um, rare has been really good at creating unique style games. And at least we know that they support their games as well. Because if you look at um, Sea of Thieves, right? Um, I played the closed beta of that a few times. We played that when it launched. Um, and it looks, it has a very unique, unique style characters and the world look very cartoony, but then the water looks is the most realistic looking water I've ever seen in any game. Um, but the game at the, at launch was kind of lackluster. It was lacking a lot of quality of life stuff. Um, and rare has really supported that. So I'm w- without knowing what this game was uh, or not, not what it was, but like what type of game it is. Um, I would still be more inclined to getting it at launch just because I know that rare, if the game does kind of uh, launch to lukewarm reviews, I know that they're a company that supports their IPs, And is constantly trying to improve on what they've done, Um, even from you know like the sequels to some of their games, right? Like you look at Banjo Kazooie and Banjo Tooie, right? Like they took everything that they did in Banjo Kazooie and made it better, and then they did nuts and bolts, and that was just an ass backwards game. But um, you know that I think that's kind of Rare's mentality is you know take what you have, make it better, you know, and make make people happy. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm kind of in between getting it at launch or uh, waiting for reviews, just to see what kind of game it is. And you know what? If we see some more, like if we actually see some gameplay videos, then uh, I that that little decision needle might lean more towards getting it at launch.
0: Yeah, I also can't see this title specifically being available. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a launch title, to be honest with you. They didn't indicate anything saying that it would be, but it just doesn't seem like it's far enough along. Well, like by launch, I I mean like release. Like I mean like release, yeah. 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 No, you are totally right. When the
1: games launch,
0: yeah. Next game up is Tell Me Why. It's an episodic adventure game, which is going to release in chapters, and it will be free to play pretty fucking cool if you ask me um it kind of reminded me of life is strange a little bit do you remember those games
1: yeah i never really got into it i i, I, I know that they're good games people really enjoyed them it was good enough to make a second one
0: but now that the like i think this kind con- concept is kind of cool and for a new generation in gaming i know this is releasing in august so that's well before the new gen or the next gen actually happens but to see an episodic adventure game happen in which the game will be released in chapters, I think destroys re- replayability a little bit. But the fact that it's going to be free to play seems very interesting to me. And that's not just a Game Pass thing from what I gathered. I might be wrong, but it seemed like it was a free to play.
1: Uh, I don't know if I, I, I might have missed that. I knew that it was being released like episode one but I, yeah, I,
0: I I, might be wrong. I don't know. Now I feel less confident the more yeah, I talk about yeah, it.
1: Yeah, you, you usually are wrong when it comes to things that you are most confident about.
0: Yeah, but I, I'm losing confidence on this one, so I don't think... Maybe that makes me right. I don't... <laughs> I need to see more about it. I thought it was kind of like... It was a unique story. I'm going to be watching this one closely next month because I think... If it reviews well, I'll try it out. If it tanks in a review, I probably won't. But I'll also feel bad for uh, what, what's it called? Don't nod because they have plans to release this episodically for the next little bit. We'll see. But the thing That's with, all, all I really got.
1: The thing with um, releasing games in episodes, it allows them to adjust. fix and adjust the game. Right. Like if, um, if something's buggy, like if, don't take any pages from, uh, Telltale Games book because they can release a brand new game and it still has like frame rate issues and stuff like that. But, um, by releasing games in episodes, it gives the developers time to one, take their time to create a, um, a good story and something that's intriguing. Um, it, continues on the the excitement and desire to play that game right like if they that first episode is captivating and then people are definitely going to want to wait like and they're going to play the next one when it comes out but then they can also like you know make improvements to the game engine uh, story stuff like that Uh, yeah but it'll be it'll be interesting to see how this game uh, is received it looks it looks interesting for sure
0: yeah, and it was that whole like brother, sister, and then they were able to kind of see that memory and they were able to, um, what was it? The memories would come up anytime, anytime something massively emotional would happen. Yeah, something like that, like PTSD. Yeah, it, it, it honestly looked really cool. It's on my radar for sure. It's definitely a reviewer for me though, because I, it's, it's on my radar and I don't know.
1: I just, and my, my biggest concern is that it's going to be a lot of just, um, sitting and watching and not so much playing. I like the games. I don't mind story driven narratives, um, but you know, I like to be able to play the game as well, you know? So it seems like there's going to be some sort of mystery and stuff like that, that you have to solve. So as long as, you know, there's um, I, and I like that kind of thing, as long as there is a, um, I would say like an investigation type thing, where you can explore the world around you and try and solve puzzles and figure out like connect the dots. Then I think uh, that's definitely something that's down my, or what on my radar, up my alley,
0: Uh, up your alley, whatever the the
1: kids are saying these days.
0: Uh, Next up, Microsoft showed off a facelift and update to Ori and the willow of the wisps. The side-by-side comparison for the Xbox X and the Xbox Series X was insane. Like, they showed the 60 frames per second on the X versus the Series X, which was boasting a 120 for that same game. They are going to be adding extra things to the game and make it a little bit more um, next-generation friendly, but that was very encouraging considering both Ori and Ori and the Willow of the Wisps did really well on Game Pass. So, um, I, I because the game's already out, uh, I won't be giving it a rating. But I thought it looked really good.
1: Here is my gripe with it: most what? TVs, mm-hmm. it, it actually pretty much every TV that comes out right now is, uh, unless you get a really high end one, is going to be sixty frames, or it's going to have a sixty hertz refresh rate. So, unless you have a TV that has one hundred and twenty hertz motion rate which um, a lot of people don't like because it's that soap opera effect because it's too smooth for games. That would wouldn't be that big of a problem, but most TVs are only 60 Hertz. Um, So you're not going to really get an advantage of having that um, 120 Hertz on that game or the 120 frames per second.
0: We, uh, when we bought our TV in November, it has that refresh rate. And I remember like the first two weeks I had such a hard, like mentally wrapping my head around the fact that the people weren't in my living room, but like they felt like they were in my living room was very difficult. I did not like that smoothness, especially you know, from like, you the can turn bottom. it off, right? Yeah. We adjusted the TV, but like a lot of it had to do with the way I was watching sports. Oh, okay. I was just like, Oh my God, like this is just too much. Like my brain couldn't handle it. I've gotten used to it over time. And now I don't even notice it on a TV unless I like, go watch TV somewhere else for a while. Very different. Um, continuing on through our, I guess our quicker segment, uh, because these are games that are already released. We saw an Outer Worlds DLC for called The Peril of Gorog releasing September 7th. This is still the greatest game nobody's ever played because a lot of people have downloaded it. It won a bunch of awards, but people still haven't played it. And myself included. I know I'm pretty sure you haven't played it, right?
1: Uh... Hold on. Which one is this one?
0: The Outer Worlds.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I kind of dabbled in the the, the beginning of the game, but then never got into it.
0: It's one of those games
1: that's been like, okay, yes, I want to sit down and play it, but never really have time to do it or have a huge backlog. Right.
0: We have a running joke here at home that it's a winter game. So there are some games that you just play when it's cold outside or shitty outside. And that's what you do. To me, that might be one of them. I know, like, The Last of Us, I'm considering playing when it's a little bit cooler, so I don't have to, like, like I'm not missing out on outside stuff. But I don't want to play that late at night either, because it freaks out the girl. With um, that being said, the one thing I will comment on this trailer above all other trailers. Actually, there's one other trailer, so I should say. Anything Obsidian did today was phenomenal. Cause this is the chunk we're in right now, but their trailer was bang on funny. It reminded me of you remember when New Vegas had its like one expansion many many moons ago? Uh, yeah. And it was very like infomercially 1950s. It's just we all know the Outer Worlds is Fallout in space. Yeah, pretty much. It's the same engine, same people who created Fallout and The Elder Scroll, or not the Elder, the Oblivion games. This game looks so entertaining. I can't wait to actually sit down and play it. Especially, you know, because you know for, we're,
1: over a year now.
0: But we're also getting a free DLC because we're Game Pass people. Oh, you said the word. I did. I'm not allowed the, to
1: say Game Pass.
0: I said a swear. Um, said again, word. can't rank this one because the game's already out. The DLC's coming. I'll obviously check it out when I'm playing the game. Mm-hmm. Next up. Um, I know you had access to it. I had access to it as well. Um, we saw more Grounded, and the Grounded trailer, again, came out big with jokes. It's like, if you want the biggest game of the year, go watch Cyberpunk's trailer.
1: Yeah, that was watch- pretty funny.
0: <laughs> if you want a tie game, watch this. I didn't realize that you'd also be able to like environmentally build in Grounded. I know the closed alpha that we had access to a few weeks ago, was like 20 minutes and it was irritating that you only had 20 minutes and you could see the timer on the the screen Mm -hmm. this game more and more has my attention has my interest it looks like it's going to be like a fun little zany kind of rpg that could either be with your friends or on your own it looks cool
1: yeah and didn't you didn't you try it a little bit though
0: yeah, I was just saying that. I try. I had. Oh, yeah. I, I had access to the alpha. <laughs>
1: that's right, and uh, I I had installed it, but never loaded it up, so I missed it. But it's uh, it looks interesting. I, I definitely will probably be picking that one up because it's um, it it's different, and that's the thing. Is like it it looks like a childish game, but at the same time, it doesn't. If that, if you get yeah. my drift.
0: Don't you just feel like it's like honey I shrunk the kids Oh 100 like,
1: that's where they got and, the idea from
0: and that's perfect. I believe they they hit the nostalgia nail on the head real hard i I was firmly impressed with it. Um, I know there's four um I can't remember what we're called the the um, the Xbox game uh, previewers is that what they're uh
1: Xbox insiders.
0: Yeah, so insiders will have an a- or access to Grounded this week for another um, closed beta, which is going to be, I think, a lot of fun. I just, uh, I'm very excited to see what they've improved and look forward to giving them more feedback. And the ants are terrifying. This one, to me, because I- I'm I'm fairly invested in it because I keep trying it, this is going to be probably a launch title for me. But it's going to be a launch title based on reviews. So I'm in between the launch and the review on that
1: one. So what if the reviews, um, if there's like an embargo that launch releases like 10 a.m. the day the game releases?
0: Then I'll read the review and You'd decide like if I quick, want
1: to buy it. You just do a quick read
0: quick read yeah i mean the only time that's ever happened to me which is hilarious in itself was when the justice league dropped because you remember the, they moved the embargo to the day of the movie release cuz they didn't want people to realize how shitty the movie was and i still went opening night
1: yeah you got him stupid yeah
0: but like i went with a friend that liked batman so that's on him i like i was being a good bro so yeah um
1: yeah whatever you say
0: where do you rank grounded before we move on?
1: Uh, I'm I'm interested in it, but I'm I am more of a review kind of interested in it.
0: Nice. Nice. We got a stage 2 review. Yeah, stage 2. The next game, I could tell you is the first game that I saw today that I have absolutely no fucking interest in whatsoever. I'm yeah. sorry, but I I just watched that trailer and like my immediate thought was am I watching a game that I'm just going to click through the pages of a comic book? Like, will I watch somebody run in step-by-step formation as if it's in a comic book? The game we're talking about is as dusk falls. I uh, also made by obsidian, but this game just looks so bad. Like the art style is cool. If you want to play a comic book. Yeah. I guess. Like
1: if you're into drawing,
0: it reminded me of 13. You remember that game?
1: Yeah, but 13 was good.
0: Yeah, <laughs> this game just looks like it's going to be bad.
1: It, it It's like you said, are you just going to be clicking through a like a, a comic book narrative like where you're going to sit there and watch this, you know. Animated comic and then it's like a choose your own adventure thing. That's the thing I was I was bored from it because it did not look interesting, but we don't know if that is just like a story trailer or if like, there's actually gameplay involved.
0: Yeah. It's going to have to do a lot of work to get my attention. Um, I remember a while ago I, w- I was watching, I can't, maybe it was actually a gaming podcast I was listening to and somebody said, and it stuck with me that a narrative game, uh, a narrative based game does not always have to have the best look, to propel the story however when you look at a narrative based game like this which is clearly narrative driven because they te- they tell you that within the first 30 seconds like that's the the vibe you get the game had no substance behind it to tell me that it was going to be good otherwise yeah for, for me that's a big hell no dog I'm on a, a big hard pass I don't even think I'll wait for a bargain bin unless it somehow does something amazing.
1: Yeah, if it's a completely different game than what it looks like, then maybe I might consider it, but yeah, I'm no no go. No Kiero Taco Bell.
0: Now, well, you can't have Taco Bell anyways, they they're bad people.
1: Yeah, they made me mad.
0: Um, <laughs> the uh Obsidian, though, they they were like, "You know what? We're going to show you something really." They did, they gave us the poop sandwich. Do you know what the poop sandwich is?
1: Um I could guess, but I'll probably get it wrong.
0: Well, go ahead. guess.
1: Mm, It's like when you're, when you fart, but it's like more than a fart.
0: You got, you got it wrong. You got, you got it. (laughs) In, um, in leadership or in coaching, they, they always tell you to, to stop, to stay away from giving your, your employees a shit sandwich, which is a compliment, something really fucking terrible. And then another compliment. So it's like, I'm going to compliment you. Then I'm going to tell you your shit at something. And then I'm going to compliment you again. Obsidian just did that. They go, guys, we want you to know real quick that The Outer Worlds is coming out with the DLC. And it's exclusive text box for the beginning. Okay, next up, uh, we're going to show you Grounded. That's still pretty cool. That was like uh, the olive on top of the bun. And then they were like, we're going to show you a game called Dusk Falls we just want to know what you think and that was the shit part of the sandwich and then they showed us Avowed.
1: this looks neat
0: doesn't it my goodness now i'm not
1: sure if that was actually in game like so the obviously the the stuff at the beginning it was of very it was, was yeah pre-rendered stuff but the once that arrow gets into the cave and whatever's going on i'm not sure if that is in game graphics or what Um, but it has that like first person elder scrolls look to it. So is this going to be, this is obsidian as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. Is this going to be like obsidian's take on, um, elder scrolls? Maybe
0: I I think obsidian's just being like, you know what? Bethesda took all our IPs. We're just going to remake them and name them whatever we want.
1: Yeah. And probably make them better.
0: That, I mean, Bethesda did maybe two games right since they stole all their stuff from obsidian. That's true. That was fallout four and Skyrim. Everything else oblivion did better or uh, obsidian did better. I will say that fallout three was good, but it was made with both companies. I believe a a wow, though, look or avowed when I, when I first saw the title secret sequence, I definitely like they used a font so close to like uh, the WB's arrow. Or CW's Arrow. That I was like, is this game called Arrowed? Is it? And then it was like, avowed. Oh, and I was like, Oh, got it. Game looked really pretty though. We yeah, don't know I, when I'm, come
1: out. I'm interested to see like actual gameplay though. Um, but if it is kind of like a S- Elder Scrolls type first person RPG, like fantasy RPG, I'm I'm interested in that. It it looks. I, I think that there's just not enough games like that. Um, they're like, not saying that there aren't fantasy RPGs, but that whole like first person kind of explore the world around you from the eyes of your character. Um, really the only ones that do that are, you know, sci-fi style RPGs or fallout or elder scrolls, right?
0: Did, it's all did, did, um, Is elder scrolls online that way as well? Or is it third person?
1: Uh, you could play both first or third person.
0: Yeah. How to me, this one's a reviewer for sure. I don't know. Well, like it's in between reviewer and bargain bin, mainly because I don't know a lot about it. Once we know more, maybe. But this could also be a massive competitor to Bethesda's Starfield coming out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They're, they're, everybody's picking their own genres right now, and I think, I think this one could be a a contender for game of the year when it's finally released, I'd assume 2021.
1: Yeah. It, it, if we're lucky, it might be released near the, the launch of uh, the series X, but I, I don't know. I, I'm keeping my eye out on it. It might be a, a, a launch title for me or sorry, a release title for me. Um, just because I'm, I'm looking for something to scratch that. RPG, fantasy RPG. Fantasy, fantasy RPG yeah. itch, yeah.
0: Cool. I like it. What did you like or dislike about Hellblade 2? And their like 12 second cinematic trailer with the girl panting. Um well I I
1: kind of played a little bit of Hellblade 1 or it's like Sets Setsuna's sacrifice.
0: Yeah, this one's Setsuna's uh, saga, I believe. Yeah.
1: Um it was okay. I, I guess it's like it's a very emotionally charged game from my, what I've heard. Um, and it's one of those games that sound is a big key player in the entire experience. So it's actually recommended that you play it with headphones on, um, because it has kind of like that virtual surround sound that you can really only get the proper experience by using a pair of headphones. Um, no, that's cool. But, yeah, I I don't know. I I never really played too much into the first one. I I tried it out, but I don't know. It just wasn't really my thing.
0: Eh, To me, like, it just, well, you know me well enough to know that this didn't even have remote interest in me. I didn't even know what the name was until I listened to it a second time. I was like, oh, cool, there's a developer talking. Uh, the picture in the back must be what it's called. Okay, cling back in. Not interested. Mm-hmm. I might try it if it's in the bargain bin or something, but to me, it's just not something that had my interest. My apologies, developers. Not every game is my cup of tea. Most they games never- are not your cup of tea. I don't know. Uh, do you remember playing Psychonauts 1 for the PS2? I actually never played Psychonauts. Oh. Uh, the cool thing that I liked about this, the psycho the Psychonauts 2 trailer, was the game literally looks untouched. Like, it looks very similar. And if you go back and look at some of the old graphics, they look very mm-hmm. similar. Very psychedelic, very fun. Uh, cool little platformer game. It was also pretty cool that Jack Black was, like, singing the song. Well, uh, like, I, I like the trailer because he, like, goes into the guy's brain, or into the brain in the jar, and then Jack Black's, like, over top of it, and it was very fantasy-driven. It looked pretty cool. The notes I wrote beside it were "Pass the duchy on the left-hand side, am I right? This is going to be a stoner's dream, this game. It's going to freak the hell out of some people. I think it's going to be a fun little whimsical, colorful platformer. Oh, yeah. A bargain a bargain binner for me. I don't think I would buy this one at launch, but it's definitely something I would keep my eye on, especially if it is like the older game. Like, I think the first game came out in like 2006 mm-hmm. or five or something. But I mean, it's enough to to punch that nostalgia button just a little bit. And when I first saw Jack Black, I'm not even going to like lie, I thought we were getting a Brutal Legend 2.
1: Yeah, I thought the same thing.
0: I was just like, no fucking way. Like, I got so excited. I was like, okay, well, Psychonauts 1 was pretty cool. But Brutal Legend 2 would have been amazing.
1: Well, there's been a pretty big um, request outcry from the gaming community to get a Psychonauts 2.
0: Yeah, and this was also Kickstarted. And like, it it did really well on Kickstarter, if I remember correctly. So it's good to see it. it's back, and I'm really, like, I am excited to play it. It's just not something that I'm going to rush out to. I'm going to use a line of David's vocabulary. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a patient gamer, so I'm going to take my chances and wait this one out.
1: I don't sound like that. Yes, you do. In my head, you do. So
0: sophisticated. You sound like you have a monocle and a stogie. Schmear. Schmear. I don't know what do you what are you looking at? Psychonauts? Yes? No? Maybe uh, I don't stage? know. I'd
1: probably pick it up on sale just because I haven't really played the first one, and like honestly, at this point, I probably never will play the first one.
0: That's okay though. Did you play Destiny one? Yeah. Did you play Destiny two? Uh,
1: it was it was free on PlayStation Plus. I installed it, played a little bit of the first mission, got bored, I installed it.
0: Right? Chris bought it for me when she was going through exams because she wanted me to have a game that I could play by myself and be quiet. I'm like, you know this is a massive online game, right? She's like, no, it just looked cool. Nathan Fillion was in the commercial. It's like, yes, he was. Yes, he was. The only thing, and I'm going to have to say the bad G word, but the only thing that made the fact that the Destiny 2 Beyond Light package was also coming to Xbox... And I kind of laughed because Sony like made it seem like they were the only ones getting it at first crack, but just like Microsoft paid their old friends at Bungie, a ton of money to have all the DLC become available to everybody on game pass. And I thought that was quite the power move because now we can actually go back and play like the forsaken Mm shadow keep. And you also get the beyond light expansion when it launches later this year. So, the only thing I didn't notice was, was Destiny 2 dropping, like, today? Like, I, I didn't check Game Pass, but if the game already exists, did it I, drop today?
1: I don't know. I can I can check right now, though.
0: Because, boy, would that be a kicker. I mean, I, I enjoyed Destiny the first time.
1: Recently added.
0: Could you imagine...
1: Uh nope. But Dragon Quest eleven was recently added. Oh, tell me why.
0: Tell me why it wasn't added. It just says that you can play it on day one. Pre install.
1: Here it is. Here's what? It's it says install. Oh, August twenty seventh. Yeah, pre install. Never mind. You're right.
0: Yeah, I was right about something. I was mainly confident.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but uh, Destiny 2 is not on Game Pass yet.
0: You got to think it's coming sooner rather than later. Yeah. Because, A, that would just be another blow to uh, to Sony. Just being like, (laughs) hey, remember all that times you were saying you were going to do this? Enter, enter, enter. Because Destiny 2 already exists, and I believe David just said he either owns we both own the game so that that's it we're just leaving it as we already own it Mm -hmm. we'll try the dlc here's one that got us really interested david even messaged me like the first game he messaged me about in after the presentation was stalker 2 why did you do that um because it looked cool literally the (laughs) Was so, in my top five of the like the coolest looking games?
1: So I remember when Stalker, like the first game, came out many, 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 many moons ago. It was uh, one of the first kind of games that took place in Chernobyl and Pripyat, you know, with the whole nuclear fallout kind of thing going on. So it kind of explored a world of, you know, that, the wasteland nuclear area. In a world that is like not post-apocalyptic per se, just a region that was affected, right? Mm -hmm. something that terrible that happened. So that game was really interesting. Um, It was um, really cool how they added, like they they did a lot with that game. Um, And then they had a stalker, like a, a sequel type thing or like a, prequel I don't really remember what it was called but um, and then nothing really kind of happened from the series I know that Metro 2033 because you had mentioned this is kind of like the Metro style game but Metro takes place in, um, in Russia and uh, well I, I guess you know Ukraine was part of the USSR at the time of Chernobyl but still um, very different timelines and kind of scenarios so the fact that they're going back to the original stalker kind of style was really cool. Um, there's a lot that they can explore. And I think maybe with this one, um, it's just going to be a progression of, you know, the, the whole Chernobyl fallout area was unchecked. And where did it progress to? I don't know. It looked really cool for this one. I would definitely get this at launch or release.
0: Yeah. This one to me, um, I don't, Like, I mean, we should come up with a a fifth category that's in between launch and review. Like, you intend to buy it, but you don't know. So I'm going to put this in the review category for now between intend to buy. Actually, you know what? I will put it between review and bargain bin because it doesn't seem to me like something I would pay full price for. But it also looked cool enough that I would consider it depending on how the reviews went. Does that sound fair?
1: Yeah, fair enough.
0: I'm glad we agree because that is a we'll we'll create we'll create a fifth one for next year's round of game releases. We have a whole 10-11 months depending on how you look at it. Next up, I know you were really into the Warhammer games. You had my buddy Taylor into it for like a whole 5 minutes. Warhammer 40,000 Dark Tide.
1: Okay, I wasn't really into the Warhammer game. It was just Vermin Tide was cool. It was a four-player kind of like um Left for Dead. Yeah. Which was cool. Like a a wave shooter. I don't know what they call that.
0: Oh, like, um, yeah. Wave. That's probably exactly what it's called. Um, or rush the rush shooters, right? Something
1: like that. Yeah. Uh, I kind of was, I chuckled to myself seeing this cause there's so many Warhammer games. Like, so
0: going to say you just chuckled at the fact that it was a funny trailer. Cause I thought it was fairly comical. The little, the guy in his flashlight the whole time. I thought that was pretty funny
1: yeah no but it um i don't know the warhammer games some of them are good some of them are bad they're hit or miss um they they oh they all do look good though they are very atmospheric i have to give um props to the developers for that they they do a good job at making the games kind of live and breathe the the world and the atmosphere um but I don't know. I, I'm not expecting this to win any awards. So for me, this one, it would definitely be like a bargain bin if, um, you know, someone else were to buy it and I would have someone to play with.
0: Fair enough. Because it's
1: to a square co-op shooter.
0: This would mm-hmm. be one of the ones where you're like, oh, guys, it's $10 on like online. We should buy it. It could be fun for a few nights, but. I don't see it being something like I would definitely try it. But I just I can't see it winning out other four player games, especially when something like Halo drops or the new Call of Duty drops or whatever. I just I don't see it winning out large groups of people. Yeah, kind of reminds me of um, um, what was it called? It's not called Rocket League. It's called Rocket. The What was that three versus three ro- Rocket Arena that just dropped? That kind of same thing. Like, you're not going to have a lot of players playing it. You're going to have a dedicated player base, but I don't think you're going to have a ton of people.
1: That's true. Yeah. And the players that are playing it are going to be, like, the dedicated Warhammer players.
0: Yeah, fun fact, there's a Warhammer store up the street from my house. You mean, like, a games workshop? No, it's literally called Warhammer. I'll take a picture.
1: Weird because Warhammer is made by Game Workshop. So if there's a Game Workshop store, that's usually the Warhammer store.
0: No, it definitely Here. says Warhammer, but right. I'll, I'll send you a photo. Um, <laughs> so the next game that Microsoft showed off, they did this whole thing. Like it's very popular on YouTube right now, especially because like in COVID times, everybody's making music videos and stuff where it's like one pane or one panel, the next panel. The next panel shows. Did you not think we were going to get some sort of cool rhythm game, especially with the way people were singing and participating? And then you realized it was a fucking Tetris game.
1: Uh, no, I actually thought it was going to be some stupid, like, Oh, video games make me feel like I can be whoever I want to be.
0: Oh, it wasn't another Sims trailer. No. I <laughs> not measure. like it was going
1: to be something like that, but-,
0: but when you see people moving and bobbing their head, you're like, Oh, We're getting a rhythm game. A rhythm game would be kind of cool right now. I think that would be neat. And then you're just like, oh, cool. Tetris effect connected.
1: Yay. Yeah, we already have a great Tetris game. It's on the Nintendo switch. It's called Tetris 99.
0: It's called the new Tetris and it's on Nintendo 64. You bite your tongue. Yeah, that's right. I over Tetris you with a better Tetris.
1: You don't, you don't even know
0: no you don't even know bro i i take my tetris seriously
1: Uh, no you don't so tetris 99 is the premier tetris game um tetris effects i think okay so it was like a big deal when it came out on the ps4 because it had like a whole vr mode and stuff like that you could play tetris in vr um i think they just this is the studio just um now that their playstation exclusive you know um license is up or whatever maybe it wasn't so that's why they named it tetris connected you know it's technically a different game or tetris effect connected it's a different game sequel if you so choose it to be um but i don't know like is there a tetris type game on xbox
0: um, not I that I, I don't remember think so. unless there's like, I think it's Tetris world is on Xbox.
1: Yeah, but that was like an old one. That was like 360. Uh,
0: 2001. So yeah, yeah 360. Xbox
1: 360. So, you know, I, I, I enjoy Tetris. It's a good fun game to, you know, relax too, but, um, I have Tetris 99. Well,
0: fun fact, I the new Tetris the new Tetris that came out on the Nintendo 64 was released on July 31st, 1999. And it's a far better game. You could make like like big blocks that like burped <laughs> when you got them. And it helped give you bonuses. I remember playing that into all hours of the nights with my friends. Like we would just have like Tetris nights. And you would just play Tetris and see how long you can go and you do it again. Better than Tetris 99 100% of the time
1: book it okay moving on uh whoa
0: whoa 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 you you just disrespected
1: disrespected my tetris
0: that's because you're wrong and when you're wrong you need to be told that that's not the best tetris game you're not my mother (laughs) what what was that story with the duck you're not my mom all right back to our on topic we're going to talk about the gunk. Wait, um, are you buying Tetris? What are you doing?
1: I, I would get it like on a bargain because I have Tetris 99, the premier Tetris game.
0: I would get it on a bargain because I have Tetris, the new Tetris for you the 64. You do not. It's 1999.
1: You don't. I know. I've been to your house.
0: I do. It's a 16- sixty
1: <laughs> You're goddamn liar. All right. Moving Can you on. you imagine if
0: I didn't have it right now? You uh, don't gun- have it.
1: <laughs> yeah, this
0: Yeah, you got nothing. You're you're I just got
1: nothing on this game.
0: It um what can you say about a game that has a weird world, weird enemies, and ooze everywhere. Um it to me didn't seem like something that I would jump up and play, but it would definitely look like something that I would give a chance to for sure. Um I don't know how you would really describe it. It kind of reminded me a little bit of Luigi's Mansion mixed with Mario Sunshine. Not in the, like, really fun, beautiful, vibrant environments, but the fact that you use your hand to suck up ooze.
1: Yeah, I don't really know what the uh, goal of the game is. It's,
0: It's not to clean up the ooze. But it's also, like... She looks like she's holding a video game controller around her neck.
1: Because she's a slave to the video games.
0: Maybe. I don't know. Like, even the bad guys don't look that bad. The tree that looks like an avocado. I don't know. There was not enough for this to even have me, like, remotely interested. And I feel bad because the game looks good. Mm-hmm. But it also kind of looks very weird. Like it's supposed, like even the font kind of makes me think of like the blob and maybe it's kind of like not the Blob, but like the blob, the movie.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I'm wondering if it's kind of a play on that.
1: Yeah. I I don't know. And this, the studio behind it, you know, they did the Steam world or this, the steam world games, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, those are all pretty good games. They're, they're good puzzle games. And, um, they're they're very light on story though, so yeah, this one it I, it's kind of different. It's out of their comfort zone, I think. So for this one, I'd definitely want to re- wait for a review.
0: I I think we can pick re- pick reward them.
1: Pick it up on bargain bin. Like I'm I'm I don't know. I'm just kind of leaning towards if it's a good game, you know, if the reviews are positive, probably pick it up on bargain bin. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you know, I think that's that's fair. I think it's hard to discount to them the fact that the game is very beautiful, but we have no idea what's going on. So, tell us more and maybe we'll change our ranking. Yeah. The medium, on the other hand, might have been the best game we saw today. In time-splitting, well, not time-splitting, but... um what's it called dual reality in which you are playing two timelines simultaneously to solve puzzles. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of depth to this game to unpack. And I thought it was one of the more promising titles we saw today. Obviously there's going to be those big franchise ones that, you know, and love like halo and even state of decay to some degree. But this game is just quietly jumped to the top of my radar. It looks very cool. I think the puzzles are going to be really interesting considering There was, they showed clips of gameplay where you're running down the hall and like you're shooting something out of your hand, but in the other reality, you're not. You're running both realities at the same time and you're just flipping back and forth. And I thought that was really cool.
1: Yeah, but it also wasn't really new in the sense that we already saw it. So there wasn't that initial wow factor behind it.
0: Mm hmm. But we saw like more of it, which made it kind of nice. And it's, I think, going to be now a direct competition to Ratchet and Clank. I mean, very different styles of games, but it's going to be kind of that, well, you guys have a time-splitting dual reality game. We have a du- like a time-splitting dual reality game. And I think that's kind of, I don't think that's the actual goal, but I do think the puzzles will be really intense and the interactions could be very interesting. Mm-hmm. It it
1: does look like it'll be an interesting game, um, but it for me it really depends on the story. You know, you can have all the puzzles you want; and they could be the best puzzles. But if they're if the story is kind of like meh, then th- there's no driving force pushing you f- to complete the game.
0: I mean, very Tomb Raider ish. Yeah, the Tomb Raider stories kind of sucked. Yeah, but the puzzles kept you gripped. So, I mean, for me, it's going to be still a review to a bargain bin style kind of game. I, I can't see myself running out to get this title, but I'm also I'm very curious to see how it develops over the next little bit. And I think that's very important for our, a title like this, because as it develops following, we're going to see first and foremost how well it does. Yes. Wow. <laughs> it took the air right out of you, and I think you scored yourself uh, like three I, seconds of dead air.
1: I'm I'm just kind of, you know, still... I, I'm really on the fence with this one. Because um, it looks... It does look really good, but it also seems very ambitious.
0: There's not anything wrong with a little bit of ambition, but I see...
1: But you remember, remember the PS4 launch title The Order, 1863 or whatever it is, 1866? Yeah. Right? So that was like a there was a big deal behind that. It was like a cinematic masterpiece of a game. Like it looked, it it looked great, but the game was like, you could beat the game in four hours.
0: Well, if we're if we're gonna talk about launch games that are super disappointing in Microsoft, we don't want to possibly put the medium in the same spot Project Spark ended up in. Or oh, why can't I think of that game? What was the, the game that show uh, starred Sean Ashmore?
1: I don't even know uh, who that is.
0: The guy from X-Men. Um, Sean.
1: That, I remember going to answer my question. I don't know who he is.
0: <laughs> I remember going to a Microsoft event and they showed us it. And it was like a. It was a, it was like a time game where like people could also affect it. Um, dun, 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 what the hell was this game called? It was called, I don't remember. It's one made by Quantum Rem- Break. Quantum Break was the yeah. game. God, Maple, that took me a long time.
1: Made by Rem- Remedy.
0: Yeah. Another launch title that was just bad.
1: Well, no, it wasn't bad. It just didn't. I don't know. It's just something about some of these exclusives for Xbox that people just tend to people just tend to get the multiplayer games over the exclusives, right? Like the the, the single player game.
0: Xbox will be forever a multiplayer system,
1: right? And that's why people are like, oh, Xbox doesn't have any exclusives, right? I'm going to get PS4 exclusives. Look at them all. That's Are you going to
0: meet me down at the speakeasy later? Yeah. Or what?
1: Yeah. So, and that's the thing is, I think people primarily play the PS4 for their single player or their exclusive games that have you know story driven single player stories experiences. That's what I'm looking for. But then a lot of people will play the uh, Xbox for their multiplayer. And, and
0: wasn't wasn't the whole other thing behind? Um, Damn, I forgot the game. Uh, Quantum Break that they were going to release like on Xbox platform, like uh, a Quantum Break show. Yeah, they released it a little
1: bit and it's actually part of the game and it's not, I wouldn't necessarily call it a show, but there are episodes and depending on how you play the game, you would then see the difference in episodes, kind of like how they did it with Defiance when that game came out. Oh my God. Yeah.
0: I mean... What a great game. So fun. We should not rip on developers or they'll never give us their stuff. Great job, everyone. But I digress. You you are totally right. And this does have the makings the more I think about it, that it could be one of those games where it looks good in premise, but the execution will be so poor that it'll it'll remind us of fallen games like Project Spark, Quantum Break, Rise, Son of Rome, all that kind of stuff. Xbox struggles with some of these first party launch games. And this is probably why this next game, however, needs no introduction because it came out in 2012. Well, this not is really.
1: Ish. It came out in North America in 2020.
0: Yeah, but it's still. That's right. You so- get your stats, right? Oh my God. <laughs> we fight like we're a married couple.
1: Uh, fantasy star online two Yes. Has been out in Japan in 2000, since 2012. Yes. But Microsoft did a biggins and they, uh, they brought it over to the Xbox and PC in North America, or they supported second bringing it over to the West. And now they're doing a big update or expansion. I don't know. It almost seems like it's, um, like a standalone kind of story type thing, but.
0: But I'm not wrong to say that the game was originally released in 2012. (sighs) Technically you're correct. It was, it was initially released in North America on PlayStation, Microsoft, Xbox one, Nintendo switch, PlayStation, Vita, Android, and iOS on May 27th, 2020.
1: Yeah, but I it's mean, not actually on the Nintendo Switch here. It's only...
0: I know, I'm just looking at all the platforms and the uh, eventual availability. Might not even be on the PlayStation 4 in uh, North America yet. I don't actually I don't think know.
1: So. I, I think can't it's, see that. I think, it's just on, uh, I think it's just on the Xbox and PC.
0: Well, guys, I don't know enough about this game. So I apologize. My, I will fully own that. However, it is free to play, and that's all that matters.
1: So you're going to wait for uh, bargain bin reviews.
0: (laughs) See, this one's the funniest one out of the presentation to me, because like, I know I don't know a lot about fantasy star online, but I've seen a lot of video for it. And like, I heard like, uh, like I knew it was dropping in North America. I didn't know when, Uh, but I also did for some reason think that it was available to us originally.
1: No, that's why it was such a big deal when they, when they brought it over.
0: When you already have knowledge and an idea that this game is going to be free to play. Doesn't even matter. I believe unless I'm wrong. Actually, I, I might be wrong or I might be right. It might, it might already be available on game pass without the expansion. What do you mean? Because, you don't
1: need game pass. It's free to play.
0: Yes, I understand that. But the game might... Sorry, the game might already be available on Xbox. I might be wrong.
1: Fantasy Tour Online 2? Yeah, yeah. Oh, see, you. it's on Xbox and PC. I've said it like three times.
0: Well, you know what? You don't listen to me either. So, <laughs> oh my God. guys, I'm very tired today. I'm so sorry. We're just gonna. We're not. Well, whatever. I, I'm. Uh, I'm gonna bargain bin this one. Yeah, out of the for free sure. bargain bin.
1: Okay, so moving on. This one actually really caught my attention. Uh, Crossfire X.
0: Interesting, because I went the other way. Go on.
1: Really? So I think this game has a lot of, uh, like, the the gameplay that they showed. It's a first-person shooter with a lot of explosions and lighting and effects and stuff like that. It looks pretty cool.
0: It's a Michael Bay video game. Go on. Yeah. Um, but what really
1: caught my attention for this one is that... Um, it is going to be released kind of in two parts. Almost, um, the multiplayer is going to be free to play, so anyone can play the multiplayer. So, which is cool because that will keep the multiplayer alive longer. Uh, but then the story mode or the single player campaign will be a paid, you know, expand. I do you want to call it an expansion? I don't know. Paid experience. experience? Ooh. <laughs> Yeah. Just like
0: that, guys, we're back.
1: Yeah. Um, Paid experience or it's on Game Pass. So this is an interesting kind of concept that they are releasing a a big portion of the game for free. So if you want to figure out or get a feel for how the game plays, you can just download it and play it right but if and if you like that if you like how that goes then you can uh download and or purchase or game pass the um the the single player campaign now here's the the thing is the single player campaign going to be a good campaign we don't know right um sometimes when they when companies do these types of things they put all of their effort into making the multiplayer you know a a good or better experience and then the campaign or the single player um, missions are kind of lacking or it's very short so I don't know what, what was your thoughts on this one because you said that it's different than mine
0: to be honest a lot of it had to do with like my my initial thought was, "Oh, do we need another multiplayer shooter? And yes, that might come from the fact that I've like I've become vanilla enough that I only want to play call of duty or battlefield shooting games multiplayer, but those are also massive multiplayer games when it comes to the size of your lobby. this one you it look like you're playing it's more of a left 4 dead feel which is interesting to me. Uh, that was the initial game. I compared it to not so much for the shooting mechanics because left for dead had a lot less guns, but when it came to left for dead, the multiplayer was superior to the story. And when I well, didn't really have a story, but like it had a single player mode, but the left for dead, like the multiplayer is why people played it.
1: There left are some didn't have a single player mode. Didn't it? No. What game did play by yourself with AI? Oh, well, but each one counts. was n- not not really because you're still playing the same levels as multiplayer. And each level has its own and, and not necessarily a story per se, but it has its own objectives and and such. And they're all very different, but I would say left 4 dead is n- no, nothing like oh,
0: that. That's fair. Um, the other, the other game I kind of compared it to a little bit was Titanfall one had the story that like most people played the multiplayer and didn't really jump into the story. So you were the first were person to tell too. me, well, you were the first person to tell me that like Titanfall had a great story.
1: Yeah, but that was Titanfall two. Titanfall one. Didn't oh, sorry. Have I got, a, I, got have a I got
0: them backwards. My
1: shit back. together, boy.
0: I'm having a rough day. It's yeah, fine. You, are. you knew, you knew what I was talking about and you were able to correct it. That's fine. But you were the one who advocated to me that the story was just as good as the multiplayer.
1: I, I actually thought that the the story was uh, the campaign was actually one of the best campaigns that I have played in in a while in the shooter.
0: Yeah. And when you see something like Crossfire, you, you can't help but wonder if they're going to, like you said, put all their attention into the multiplayer and have a lackluster story because then people aren't going to want to pay for that, especially if one bad review comes out and they're like, oh, well, the, the story is lackluster. Why would I pay for that? I could play the free game. Mm-hmm. And then, Maybe they're still driving business with cosmetics and microtransactions, which you have to think at this point is a possibility. But yeah, those, for whatever reason, I thought, maybe it was because I played Left 4 Dead by myself a lot. Like I just had it with AI, so I attributed that to a story. But yeah, maybe. it was Titanfall 2 because you and I both, you, I can't remember how I acquired Titanfall 2. It was either through game share or... We downloaded it for something, but you convinced
1: me. $5 or something like that. It was like super cheap somewhere. Oh, yeah. And you know, Dollarama had it for four bucks. Right. Yeah.
0: Um, But you convinced me that the story would be good in that one. I remember not playing or enjoying Titanfall 1 very much. That's it. All right, guys. Sorry. (laughs) Point to Bubble. I originally played Titanfall 1 with David when it was free to play. And then I never looked back at it ever. David came over to my place one weekend. He's like, we have to play Titanfall 2. You told me all about it. We played it. We actually played it for most of the weekend. We yeah, enjoyed we it a lot. It quite a bit. Um, And then he convinced me to play the story. So sorry, I got the Titanfalls mixed up. Sorry, I'm not actually apologizing about Left 4 Dead because I played it by myself, so that counts. If you're still playing through the game and you play it by yourself with AI, that still counts technically.
1: No, that doesn't. There's no story mode if there's no story just because you're playing with AI. Get some real friends. All right. Moving on.
0: <laughs> um, but Crossfire to me is one that I will have to see more of before I get excited for it. Yeah. Because but- it just I've been fooled by so many shooters before. And like, you, you see like these games that continually come out with sequels. And you're like, oh, man, well, the last one was good. This one's good. Like, uh, just Cause is an example. Like You're just like, oh, the last one was okay. Or Crackdown. You're like, yeah, okay. Okay, this is a futuristic shooter. But Crossfire just kind of looked like it was different enough that it could be a decent shooter, but it also doesn't seem like something that's going to drag people away from the Call of Duties and the battlefields of the world. Or even the Fortnites, the Apex, the PUBGs. Like, there's a bunch of Battle Royales out there, or even the regular, like, team death matches in some of those games that are gonna be far, like, that are gonna overshadow Crossfire, and we're never really gonna see what Crossfire could be about.
1: Yeah. It, it's one of those things that I, I, I will play the multiplayer because it's gonna be free. And if I like that enough, then I will consider playing or buying the um, single player mode. But um, like I said, I'm kind of concerned that the, the, the company is going to put more effort into the multiplayer than the single player. So for this one, I would definitely have to wait for reviews.
0: Did or did not, this this is going to be, this is a legitimate question, but did EA not get accused of doing the same thing with one of the Battlefront games? Like they spent Um, all their time into the like they sunk it all into the multiplayer and the story was just garbage.
1: Yeah, that was Battlefront 2. And and I wouldn't necessarily say the story was garbage, but the campaign was fairly short and it wasn't what they advertised it to be. Uh, There's never any games where you're very few games, if anything, where you're like actually play for the bad guys the whole way through. And the campaign of the Battlefront 2 and spoiler alert, if you haven't played the game, came out like five years ago. Um, <laughs> you start off, you know, being a pilot for the Empire. And then halfway through, you're like, oh, the Empire is actually bad. Let's join the Rebellion. And then you are a good guy again. It's like, OK, this is dumb.
0: Yeah. I think that's it for uh, the presentations. There wasn't any big bombs that they dropped after, right? You're funny. I mean, the biggest I didn't the see biggest
1: announcement time. in the history of all announcements.
0: So Madden 22 is going to come out before Madden yeah. 21.
1: They're releasing Madden 22 this Thursday, 9 9 10 Central, 9 Eastern, uh fable well, it's just being called Fable, but it's probably just going to be okay. Well, maybe they're rebooting it. Maybe they're just calling it Fable, or is it going to be Fable Four? That
0: would be kind be, of. Or is
1: funny. it going to be Fable with like a subtitle? But the thing is, it's it's the same narrator, right, from the other games. Mm-hmm. Um, I I have a feeling that they're rebooting it, and it's just going to be called Fable
0: interesting interesting cuz like to to me i mean the the cinematic trailer didn't show us anything it was just this beautiful cgi trailer and it didn't teach us anything that we would want to know like i have no idea what fable 4 is going to be about right or fable in general but to me, it was just enough that people were like, okay, well played. I'm down. Let's do this thing. Come on, let's go. But it, it was missing something for me. There was just something not there. It was a huge announcement. Don't get me wrong. I think it was top three in there. Of course, with your uh, Avowed and your Halo, I thought those were the three biggest things that we saw today. Yeah. But Fable didn't really tell me anything.
1: Well, it did. Like, I don't think it was really meant to tell you anything other than the fact that they're making a Fable game. You know, because there was that Fable game that was uh, in development for quite some time, but it was like a multiplayer Fable thing. I played the, like a beta of it. It seemed kind of interesting, but then eventually it was canceled, right? So there's, there's been attempts to bring Fable back for the last little while but nothing has succeeded in the sense. So this is kind of a big deal for people who have wanted that fable game. And it, like I said, it doesn't have to show you the gameplay or anything of it. It just, it's just an announcement. I don't think we're going to see it this year. I don't think we're going to see it next year. I think it's going to be a 2022 game.
0: And it's being developed by playground studios instead of, I think lion's head, doesn't it? Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. Is Lionhead so, even
0: around still, though? Um, Let's see. Lionhead Studios. Defunct as of April 29th, 2016. There you go. That's why. So, the, you might be right. It might be a full reboot because a new company's got it. And Playground Studios makes some pretty good stuff.
1: Yeah, because Fable Legends was the one that they were working on, which was like the co-op action RPG. And it was like one of the last games that lionhead studios had worked on
0: the other thing that is interesting to me which i I assume the render was done in engine because the say like forza was done like the render was done in engine so i'm assuming these are two of the only games that we saw today that were done with the new engine that like clearly looked definitively better than the rest of the stuff that we saw we saw a little bit of ori but that's not really engine wise that's just optimized yeah. So we could have we could have seen like the start of something completely new and different. But overall, or sorry, Fable is going to be a wait and see for me. Obviously, like the Fable franchise is fairly huge, but we're probably not going to see this game for 2 years. Let's be real. Like it said it was in development. That's like EA saying we're making Skate 4 because Tony Hawk is coming out again.
1: And it it's kind of funny because Skate. No, it was Skate 3. Was it Skate 3? Oh yeah, Skate 3. Yeah. That was a pretty big announcement in itself because people wanted to Skate 3 for a long time. But the fact that what Sony had to do, it was just like the developers being like, yeah, we're going to start working on it. But the, that, that was one thing, but Microsoft or whatever this, what studio is it that did this one? Playground studios. Playground studios. Like they have actually put together a cinematic, um trailer or
0: playground game sorry i shouldn't yeah. uh, they, they
1: put together a cinematic trailer like so they actually put effort into this like there's people involved in doing this rather than just being like hey uh ted can we get some of the developers from uh our skateboarding studio to come out and sit in these chairs and say we're making skate so, three right? so time and money has already gone into the game
0: so the only interesting thing I find about who's developing the game and like you take this for what it's worth, but this is the one thing that I notice when I look at playground games, games developed. Okay. 2012, their first game was Forza Horizon on the Xbox 360. For 2014, Forza Horizon two, 2016 Forza Horizon three, 2018 Forza Horizon four. So, Every two years they've released a Forza Horizon game. Okay. Not the Forza Motorsport games. What did you notice about that list? Uh I don't know. They made four Forza games and nothing else. They're like Microsoft has enough faith in Playground Studios or Playground Games that they are giving them the keys to the Fable franchise. Now, well, here you go. Take it. You guys make really cool-looking worlds in Forza Horizon, and you and I have both agreed Forza Horizon is probably one of the best environmental games that Microsoft has the rights to, by far, especially with their their dynamic weather changes, their light shading, we'll call it what it is. Well, now they'll have ray tracing. But we know that these four games, and especially the last two, three and four, have been pillars on the Xbox mm-hmm. One. And now we know a Forza Horizon 5 is going to come out on the Xbox Series X. That's about as inevitable as Snowfall in December. Yeah. But to have them have Fable and add something to their repertoire, I think, is a very huge thing. And I could not be more excited to see how it turns out. So this is a very big wait and see one for me, but... I'm a big fan of the developer because I haven't had an issue with the four games they have created and I'm excited to see what they can come up with. And if they reboot the franchise of fable, so be it.
1: Yeah. I think like if they were to kind of bring it back to its roots and what made it great to begin with, I would definitely get that on launch or release.
0: Yeah. I definitely think it's a launcher for sure. My bad. I had a button. (laughs) And that's it, folks. That's all we got. (laughs) (laughs) Peace. Um, With that being said, though, guys, we want to know what you think. We obviously, like in in closing for me, I don't think it was nearly as strong of a show as it could have been. I would have liked to see maybe a little bit more. But at the same time, I don't know what else I could really ask for. Like I'm not asking for another Dead Rising I'm not asking for another year so close or a Halo Wars. So I guess like we're in the time cycle where it's going to be like, let's launch. But you guys could like Microsoft could have stretched and got exclusive footage of call of duty. They could have even pushed even further and tried to say like, Hey, grand theft auto six is in development. The other surprising thing for me, especially because we watched the Ubisoft presser two weeks ago now, and Phil Spencer ap- appeared on that. Where was the Ubisoft content? I was under the impression we were about to get an exclusive game. And that didn't happen either. We could have maybe seen like some Far Cry stuff that didn't exist yet. I don't know. That to me was the disappointing part. But I would give them a solid four out of five. I don't think they were better than Sony, but I also don't think they were worse. I
1: See, the thing is, is like Ubisoft already had their kind of presentation, right? So what what more could they have shown other than just more of the same thing. Right. I think
0: they could have shown more far cry and said like, just like Sony pulls off with all their dumb bullshit when it comes to certain games where it's like, we've got console exclusivity for the first year on DLC.
1: Yeah. But see, that's more of a, just a weird flex, right? I think this, this presentation was more of a, these are Xbox game studios. Right, so no third-party developers that are going to be necessarily producing separate games for other consoles, or these games will all be, you know, Xbox, um, like not not exclusives, but um, f- play it first on Xbox kind of thing.
0: Yeah, and I, I think, think a, a I vowed vow did yeah. a huge dent in that because I, that's- I
1: think this is sorry, I I think that the the whole idea of this one though is to just. Um, show off what is specifically coming from Microsoft. Or Microsoft has put money into all of these specific developers to create these games and stuff like that for the, their system.
0: Yeah, no, no, I don't disagree. I mean, the the Ubisoft thing might be a little bit of an overstep on my behalf, but I just feel like Microsoft had the ability to turn around and flex up today, and they didn't. They could have flexed up in a bunch of different ways. But they chose to, I think they chose to play safe. And while I don't think it really hurt their customer base, I don't think it increased it either. And the one thing that they have in the, the Dick swinging competition that is gaming is they turned around and they were like, everything you guys see today is free to you. As long as you have um, game pass ultimate, you can play all of these titles this is $1,000 worth of games right now. I, what was it? Like a total of 22 titles? Yeah. Some, some games are obviously going to be like $79. Other games are going to be like $40. Some are going to be like $20. Tetris better be fucking free. <laughs> I mean, if I didn't have Game Pass, Tetris better be free. With that being said, they that's the biggest flex they pulled off. And I think they successfully executed that plan because Sony's just like, shit, we are not going to have games like this available for people free at launch and that is going to sell consoles don't get me wrong i think it will definitely sell consoles i just don't think there was enough to pull people from the sony side whereas when you watch the sony presentation people were like oh i could leave xbox for that and like you watch the comments and you watch the live stream and you kind of watch it all unfold but to me i think that was the one thing that was lacking there was no like pop-off or wow factor Aside from that, like that is a huge thing, but I'm already subscribed to it, so that's not news to me. Yeah. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Oh, do yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like not, not to send like end it on a ranty note, but if you didn't have an Xbox, right? And I was like, David, you gotta buy the new Xbox. It's so much cooler than your PS4, it's gonna be way better than the PS5. And I could tell you that like if you spend $160 at launch, you can get this thing called Game Pass. Now you have to buy that for a year. So it's gonna work like you're online, but you're gonna be able to get every launch title that Microsoft like publishes on its own. Would that be enough to interest you in coming over to the console without looking at other launch titles? So I could be like, it's irrelevant what games are coming out. But you can get Halo for free at launch because you have spent one hundred and sixty dollars on your games.
1: Uh, yeah, I do that. So that sounds, then, sounds at, like a great deal.
0: At what point then is the all digital version more important than the console that has discs? I,
1: I'm the kind of person though that I will always enjoy, and I would will always prefer to purchase physical media just because. Um, not only does it feel like you own something right like if they remove the game from their servers you can't download it right you can't play it um and i get like there's whole patches and stuff like that but you can still install a game from the disc and you can still play it um and i also use my console for watching you know movies and stuff like that so i will always um purchase a disc based system just to have that option, right? Cause a lot of times, you know, you can f- find a game in a bargain bin for, you know, five bucks. I, I picked up, um, the other day, Metro Exodus. I know it's on PlayStation now, but, um, Metro Exodus for Xbox one, got it for 10 bucks, you know, which is pretty good. I know it's gone on sale a few times, but I had the physical disc for $10. And on top of that, the Xbox version came with Metro 2033 or like Metro redux. Um, but, you know, yeah, I could have bought it digital, but there's no guarantee that I'm going to be able to play that game in, you know, five years if the servers go down or if I'm nowhere near internet, say the internet cuts out, uh, I can I can still play my disc-based games.
0: I'm just wondering if this is a strategy Microsoft also has where they're going to pump up the, the Game Pass market. And obviously, like, their their priority on Game Pass is going to be their own content. But they also have rights to other people. Like right now, I think Rockstar has a revolving door, so they're just going to play Red Dead. Then it'll go back to Grand Theft Auto, then it'll go to Red Dead again. And I think that's really cool that other companies are like buying into the idea of Game Pass.
1: Yeah, I think Microsoft in general is trying to make Game Pass the Netflix of video games.
0: But with their cloud announcement the other day too, Game Pass plus the cloud... Yeah,
1: xCloud is pretty sweet because it takes that home streaming service, like the remote play, and literally makes it possible to play it almost anywhere.
0: Yeah, I, I can't wait to take my controller and my phone to the toilet and continue to play Warzone with the boys. Please don't. Why? Then you guys can hear me do my business while I'm handling my business. We
1: already hear that. (laughs)
0: I'm (laughs) I'm in the gulag but yeah so for me I would say it wasn't it wasn't a five out of five by any stretch of the imagination but I don't I think in some aspects they outdid Sony and other aspects they they might have fallen behind Sony but I think it was fairly even keel considering they were about a month apart both presentations were solid I'm still going to buy the Xbox on launch
1: yeah I think um, overall Microsoft's was it it was they were doing something different than Sony. Sony's end goal was to actually release or announce the console, show it off. This one was just showing off what the, is coming out for the console. So I think in that aspect, uh, Microsoft totally won on that one. Um, because yes, m- while we didn't necessarily see all of the the um, gameplay footage that we would want, there is a good enough variety of games that they showed that I think will appeal to a lot of different people. And also the fact that literally every single game that they show is going to be released on game pass on release date for the the games, which is huge. It just adds so much more value to that subscription. And I think that's what they're going to really be pushing pretty hard in the next um, console generation. So it, it's, they really kind of, I think they outdid Sony um, and we'll just have to see what, sony kind of does next but what i was really disappointed with is that they didn't even release give us a release date for the series x or price
0: yeah that that was kind of a bummer but we have to imagine that it's it's coming like we're gonna see it soon and we should both remember here that we know it's coming
1: yeah and the canadian dollar sucks so probably be like 700 canadian
0: I know, like when the Xbox One came out, we knew June 9th or whatever it was when Microsoft had their presentation and people frantically ran into DB Games to get their pre-orders and now we're still waiting. It just seems like it's going to be a fairly short-lived pre-order window, which is also kind of exciting because it's less anticipation, but for people like myself who'd like to put $100 down at a time or whatever for it, it becomes a little bit harder to manage when you have less time to do it yeah just save up for it and whatever well just
1: put yeah. that hundred bucks that you would have put in in like your sock drawer there okay. you go
0: there you go Done. then i don't have a hundred dollars in my sock drawer yeah. but that is it for this episode guys if you liked what you're listening to obviously subscribe to us wherever podcasts can be found follow us on our instagram follow us on our facebook follow us wherever you'd like and just remember To have. I don't even know. Just remember. Come on, man. (laughs) Beasts.